Hello, and thank you for joining us for uh, the short teaching that we do each day, uh, Monday to Friday. Uh, and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, particularly looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in us as individuals and also a little bit in the church. Uh, because I believe it's important, especially with where we are at at the moment as a church, uh, it is important that we understand the work of the Holy Spirit and what he's trying to do and what he wants to do. So we're going to explore this morning, and there's a lot, this is a big subject. There's many things that uh, uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to do. Particularly at the moment, this week, I've been talking about being yielded to, uh, learning to yield to the move and to the flow of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so good morning if you're just joining us. It's good to see you. Welcome. Uh, now let's let's turn to Acts chapter 8. Uh, in the previous session, I talked about uh, the scripture where Jesus looked at, Jesus referred to rivers of water flowing out of the heart of the believer. He said, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. And uh, the next verse shows us that he was talking about the spirit. So those rivers that flow uh, are a, a work and a move of the spirit of God in us and through us. Uh, but uh, we, we saw that. A river involves moving water, not stationary water. Otherwise, it's not a river. So that, that word flow, will out of his heart will flow. That word flow has got to do with the unhindered, steady movement of water from one place to another. See, this is what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to be able to flow through us and in us, uh, unhindered. So, it, but often, often a, the movement of a river can be hindered by obstacles. Something that's stationary can, can become resistance, like a rock in the path. Or if you put enough rocks in the path, it can totally hinder the flow of that river. Uh, or something that pushes in the opposite direction is resistance against the flow. Uh, what we want to do is we want to learn to move with the flow, move with the direction of the river. Uh, be be cooperative and responsive, and this is this has got to do with yielding. So we're looking at some different factors that are involved in us learning to to learn to go more with the flow and more with the movement of the Spirit of God in our lives. See, if we'll learn to move with Him, if we'll learn to cooperate, we'll find a couple of things happen. One more, He'll do more through our lives. More will be enabled through us. But the other thing I believe is, is when he finds vessels that he can move his flow through, I believe he will he will even increase that flow. What might start as a smaller river might become a bigger river. See, God wants the move of his spirit. He wants his spirit, his spirit to be able to do things uh, in the church and on this earth. So he's going to look for uh, vessels that he's able to pour more through. Uh, and that's what we want. We want a greater flow. We want a greater move of the Spirit of God through each one of us. Now, let's look at some things that can either uh, cooperate or enable that flow or things that can become a resistance, an obstacle to that flow in our lives. Well, the first one we're going to see in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 26, uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll read a few verses here because the same thing happens twice. Uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. In this instance, it's an angel. Uh, and the, this is what the angel said, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. 
So this angel gave Philip some instructions. He didn't give him all the details. He didn't say what was going to happen when he was there. He didn't give it, it, tell him that there's somebody there you need to go meet. He just told him to go. Um, and, and, and it was in the desert. Now, verse 27 says this. How did Philip react? How did he respond to this instruction? It says, so he arose and went. That's very simple. He, he, didn't, he didn't delay. He didn't take his time and six months later think, oh, yeah, I, I really need to do what the Spirit of God told me to do. I need to go to that, that place in Gaza <laughs> along the road. No, he, he, he arose and went. He was responsive to this instruction, uh, even though he didn't know all the details. Sometimes people want to know all the details. Well, what's going to happen when I get there? Who's going to talk to me? How many, how many this and how many that? And what about this? And, and, and until they have every little detail, they're not going to have any response. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why sometimes that, that the, the, the things that God wants to do through us don't happen. Because we're not responsive. We want to look about it, at this idea today. Now, let's jump down to verse um, 29. It says this, then the spirit said to Philip, here, here it's the spirit, not just not the angel anymore. This is the spirit talking to Philip. Uh, it's not necessarily through an audio, audio, audible voice, maybe, maybe not. We're not told how he spoke to him, but we know that he spoke to him. That's what matters in this passage. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Now notice this, each step of the way, God is leading Philip with what to do. Now, what happens, what happens when the spirit leads Philip in this way? Verse 30, so Philip ran to him, not, not God, ran to the chariot, the person in the chariot. In other words, both times here, what happens? We see Philip was quick to respond when, the, when, when God, and, and in, in one, one of the instances, it's specifically the spirit, when the spirit of God dealt with him, he, he, he goes with that flow. He is a responsive vessel and not only just responsive, quick to respond. Now, we need we need to see something here. We need to learn something. Uh, many of the many of the things of the spirit of God in our lives, uh, they, they, they begin and they start with a prompt or a dealing of the Holy Spirit. This is a big way of, uh, as to how he does things through us is he'll deal with us. He'll lead us. He'll show us something. He'll prompt us about something. Now, very often, maybe you're in prayer. Maybe you'll get something from him and you know it's God. I'm not, I'm not now I'm not focusing on whether judging whether it's God or not. We've done other teachings on that. But you know it's the Spirit of God. You know the Spirit of God's leading you. And, and you might get it from him in prayer. Uh, and then you get out of prayer and we get going on, on about our lives and we get busy and we get distracted. And we forget about what he's dealt with us. And so we don't do anything about it. And then maybe a few days later or a week later, when we're quiet before the Lord again, that prompting comes back. And, that, and, and, and he'll prompt us about some things. And we'll go, oh, yes, I need to do that. And then we'll, we'll, we'll come out of prayer and we'll get on with our lives. Or we'll get busy and distracted and focused on other things. And we forget again about what he's dealing with us. And sometimes years or months or an extended period of time go past and, and, and we still haven't responded. We still haven't really gotten into doing what he's prompting us to do. See, what's happening here? 
Well, we're becoming an obstacle. We're not moving with his flow. We're not reacting or responding when he deals with us on the inside. And, and this, this, this blocks his flow. This is something that, that hinders the flow of the Spirit of God through our lives and the things that he wants to do for us. If we can learn to be more responsive and quicker to respond, we'll find it enables more to happen through our lives. And, 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 and sometimes he's training us even with the small things. He'll prompt us over little things. But sometimes he's training us to learn to respond to him. And, and so if we can learn in the little things, then we can also learn how to follow him in bigger things. But uh, if we stay stationary, if we're not responsive, and we drag our heels and we take our time. You see, it's up to us. It's up to you whether you respond. He deals, he prompts, but whether you respond is in your hands. And not only is it up to you whether you respond, it's also up to you how you respond and how long it takes you to respond. He's not just going to force you to do some things. He prompts, he leads, he guides. It's a big part of what the Holy Spirit does is he, he guides us and he leads us and he speaks to us. These are repetitive things you find about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and what Jesus said and what is said in Romans 8 and other places. He speaks, he says, he guides, he leads, he prompts. But it, it's up to us if we respond and how we respond. Whether we take our time, whether we drag our heels and do it slowly, or whether we get on with the task. Now, in the Bible, if you look at the people God used, uh, many of them, over and over again, you'll see as a repetitive principle that they were quick to respond. Uh, you see God dealt with Abraham, come out from your father's house, and just, just within a matter of verses, he's left, he's on his way, he's on the journey God's telling him to do, go on. And you'll see with Elijah and Elisha and other prophets, the Spirit of God will tell them something. The very next verse, they'll do it. While when Elijah spoke about famine coming over the uh, over the land or drought, and then the Spirit of God says, "Go to the brook Cherith, uh, where I'm where I've, where I'm going to feed you. I've instructed ravens." Well, El Elijah immediately goes. And then when the water at the brook dries up, the Spirit of God leads him. Now go to the Zarephath, and there's a woman there. And, and immediately Elijah goes. He responds. He doesn't sit by the dry brook crying, God, why is there no more water in the brook? Ignoring the prompting and ignoring the leading while still wondering why nothing's happening. See, in, in order to for, for, for the next stage of what God wanted to do for, through him, there had to be a response to what he was leading. And, uh, you know, I, I remember, in fact, let me say this first. What, what is the opposite of responding? Well, uh, you know, if, if somebody is, goes, is taken to hospital and maybe they're unconscious or maybe they've injured a body part, one of the things the bodies, the, the doctors do is they test for a response. You know, if you've injured your leg, sometimes they knock your knee. They're looking for a reaction uh, and a response to something that they do. Uh, but if your knee, if they knock your knee and there's no response, we, we call that unresponsive. Or if someone's unconscious, then they are completely unresponsive. Uh, you see, and someone who's unresponsive, nothing can not much can happen through them. Well, we don't want to be an unresponsive believer. We don't want to be an unresponsive church when the Spirit of God wants to move and do some things. We want to learn to be responsive and quick to respond.
Uh, you see, when the church or when a believer is unresponsive, it's almost like we're unconscious. We're asleep and, and, and not much can happen through us because of that lack of response. And uh, we, 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 another, another thing you could talk about, the opposite of responsive, is to ignore, to just outright ignore something. When someone talks to you and you don't respond to them at all, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, maybe couples, you, 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 you know, you say something to, your, to, to your, 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 your husband or your wife or your partner and they don't respond at all. And you go, are you ignoring me? <laughs> okay. Well, you, you, we don't want to be like this with the Holy Spirit. Because when we ignore and when we're unresponsive, it, it's like we become an obstacle in the flow of that river. We become a resistance to that river being able to move through our lives. See, that river flows out of our heart. We're involved. We're, it, 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 that, that flow of the Holy Spirit happens through us. So he has to get our responsiveness involved in order for that flow to be able to happen. I remember years ago, a minister was telling a, 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 about a time in his life when God had been dealing with him about some things. And God kept dealing with him over and over and over again, over a period of time. And he wasn't doing them. And eventually one day, uh, the Spirit of God just said to him, he said, what are you going to do about this area that I've been dealing with you about? And the minister, he was honest. He just turned around to God and he said, God, I wasn't planning on doing anything. <laughs> Now, some of you might think, oh, how dare you talk to God like that? Well, he was honest. You know, you can't pretend to God. You can't say, oh, yes, Lord, I, I was planning on doing that in five minutes time right after we finished talking here. When in fact, you're not. See, that, that, that's trying to pretend before the Lord. He, he was honest. He just said, God, I wasn't going to do anything about that. And uh, anyway, you know, God, the spirit of God dealt with him and he got it right. And he got on and did what God had told him to do. But uh, that's being unresponsive. And we don't want to be like that. You know, we could laugh at that, that minister doing that, but that's how we are a lot of the time. That's how we are. We, we delay. We put it off. We don't respond. We ignore. We get on with the things we want to do, and we just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Uh, by being unresponsive, we are a resistance to the flow of the Spirit. Uh, and if we will learn to respond, you'll find he'll do more through us. More will be able to happen. Sometimes people wonder why there's no move of the Spirit in their church. Well, often it's because when the Holy Spirit deals with people and, and he gives them a word or a prophecy, they don't do anything about it. They just sit silent and stationary. And they want to observe the, Holy, the move of the Holy Spirit happen through other people, but they don't want to be a participant that's enabling that flow of the Holy Spirit. Well, if you've got enough people in a church not responding, then there will be no flow. If, if nobody's responding to the flow, then it's going to be stationary, you know, or it's going to drag it along at, at a slow pace. Now, if the opposite can happen, if we can get a, a church full of people where not only the leaders and the, and the people in prominent positions, but everybody is responsive to the spirit and is going with the flow. Can you imagine, imagine what will be enabled? So I'm going to leave that thought with you today um, about the, the, that flow and that, the move of the Holy Spirit, those rivers flowing through us, that we want to be yielded responsive vessels, uh, especially to his promptings. And if there's things he's been prompting you about, sometimes that prompt might just be to spend more time with him.
Sometimes that prompts, he might be drawing you into his presence and saying, spend more time with me. And we, but we get distracted. Sometimes we, we just have to make a decision. I'm not going to get distracted. And let's get on with the task and let's do as he's leading us to do. Because when we respond, then the ball's back in his court. Now it's up to him to do the next stage. But in order to get to the next step, we have to have the response that he wants us to have. So let's not be unresponsive. Quick to respond is what we should be and not drag our heels. Now, you'll see at the bottom of the screen a link to a course that I'm writing. First of all, there's my name and then there's a space and then there's a link from these shores dot online slash courses slash holy dash spirit. Uh, and, and I'm starting a, 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 an in-depth study It's starting tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I'll be doing an in-depth study on the Holy Spirit. It's a free course, so you, but it's, it's only being run on that website. So it's going to involve a lot more content than what I make available uh, on, on the social media. But it's free. There's no strings attached. It's just that that is a dedicated study website that I run. And um, I want to just invite you to, 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 to sign up. Go to that link. Uh, just click on get the course or enroll or register. Uh, it'll get you to register on the website as a user. And then because it's a free course, once you've clicked enroll, it'll just automatically register you in as long as you've created a user on the website. And, uh, and then you'll be able to access the course material which you'll, you'll find there under the lessons. And we're going to be starting this tomorrow. I teach them live, and it goes on over a number of weeks. Each, each Saturday, I add more content. But we're going to, have, we're going to do an in-depth study and an, uh, from, of the scriptures about the Holy Spirit to understand more about him and what he wants to do in and through our lives. Uh, so you're welcome to join us. And I appreciate you sharing these, these teachings as well and inviting other people to, to get a hold of these teachings. So thank you. God bless you. And I've seen the comments. It's been good to, to, to have some of those comments. Thank you. And uh, God bless. We'll be back again with these daily teachings on Monday. But of course, tomorrow I'll be doing the course on the Holy Spirit at that link. So may you walk in the blessings of the Lord and, and, and in his grace. And, and, and I thank God that his hand is upon you today and uh, have a wonderful weekend. God bless.